Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. A businessman, a professor, a homicide detective, and an actor walk into a bar is the title of the latest blog from Matt Gersper at Happy Living that I have been assigned to test, you know, me, the blog tester, the test driver, to see how it handles out here in the real world, off the page, off-road, if you will. So here goes. For starters, I like the title, a businessman, a professor, a homicide detective, and an actor walk into a bar. You know, a play on the joke, a rabbi, a priest, and a minister walk into a bookstore, a community center, a hotel, a saloon in Prescott, Arizona, or as they say in Prescott, Prescott, Arizona. Now, not to go too far off-road with this test, but my first thoughts when I think of Prescott, Arizona, or of the desert and cactus in that TV show that I loved as a kid, High Chaparral, which was set just outside of Tucson. I actually Googled it. Or the movie Tombstone with cowboys and gunfights and cattle rustlers, the true West. No, I don't think of golf courses or retirement communities. I think of cowboy hats and horses, and I feel guilty that I don't own a cowboy hat or ride a horse. Even if I did grow up a country boy in a small farming town of 725 people. But that town is in California, Northern California to be exact. And I can only guess what a Prescott, Arizonan thinks when they hear Northern Californian, you know, Birkenstocks and Granola and Governor Moonbeam, Jerry Brown. Though I do confess to owning a pair of Birkenstocks. They're very comfortable and driving a Prius, great mileage. And often eating ginger granola, tangy and crunchy with almond milk, of course, as my morning cereal. Just keeping it California real. Because this post about a businessman, and a professor, and a homicide detective, and an actor isn't about the professional labels we often define each other by, or for that matter, the differences between California and Arizona. No, these men hopefully me included, are about much more than their labels. And so too is this blog of Matt's, about much more than just the title. Because the first word that jumps out at me, that sticks to me, is serendipity. In fact, Matt says it right there in the first paragraph. Once I commit and go all in, serendipity happens. And it seems like I always find someone or something or some way that unexpectedly helps me along. Serendipity. Commit all in. I'm all in, but there's always a but. Don't we most often think of serendipity as something that just happens to us? I mean, it's not like something we create, you know, build it brick by brick by brick, or do we and can we? Let me back up. I want to be accurate here. I think I know what serendipity means, but I'm not entirely sure. And so if I'm going to properly test drive Matt's blog, I should do my job and look under the hood. To quote, serendipity, the occurrence and developments of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Luck, right? So then it's luck that brought a businessman and a professor and a homicide detective and an actor to a bar. In this case, the historic Palace Saloon. Has luck brought you here? Or maybe misfortune has brought you here. Are they sometimes one and the same? Do we get to decide what is and isn't luck? In other words, is luck a choice? For example, 
In the homicide detective's case, a near-fatal motorcycle accident would obviously seem like really, really bad luck. But what if that accident, followed by a chance meeting with a dying boy, would inspire him to create a foundation that would provide hope to over 350,000 children facing their mortality? The homicide detective, it seems, made a choice. Okay, forgive me. I know that's a lot of thinking out loud, but that's what I do at Happy Living. I ask questions, a lot of them, mostly and selfishly to satiate my own curiosity and maybe yours. So let's do a little experiment. I'll speak for myself. Well, because I'm the one speaking. Let's see how I got here. Some 30 years ago, I decided to attend UC Davis and play college football. Around the same time, a kid named Matt Gersper, the businessman, was already at Davis playing football. Matt being the son of Dr. Paul Gersper, the professor. Matt was a veteran strong safety and I was a young sophomore quarterback. We were teammates and friendly, but you wouldn't have called us friends, you would have called us teammates. After college, we both proceeded to get cut from a few professional teams and leagues and then went on with the rest of our lives. About 30 of those years later, a lonely guy by the name of Mark Zuckerberg creates a social media platform called Facebook. Love it or hate it, it becomes the conduit for ex-classmates, friends, teammates past to reconnect. Eventually, Matt and I become friends on Facebook. Hey, how's it going, etc., etc. Nothing definitive. But then one day, I get a PM, a private Facebook message from Matt that he's going to be in San Francisco, where I happen to be performing my solo show, Rise. He suggests we get together and have a beer. The time worked out. I always remembered that I liked Matt. He had a good spirit. And once a teammate, always a teammate. So I meet him in a hotel lounge, and right away I notice he's in good spirits. He has a lightness about him. Different than I remembered him as a hard-nosed football player. After catching up, Matt tells me he just sold his company, made a nice exit, and is on to the next phase of his life. This is the part where I expect to hear about exotic travel and fast cars and fancy houses, a life of adventure and leisure. But that's not what he says. Instead, he says that the rest of his life is going to be about changing the health and well-being of the world one person at a time. That he's creating a company that's going to be called Happy Living. Now this stops me in my tracks. Because it just happens, or maybe it doesn't, that starting with that show Rise, my 10th play, I had decided that from here on out to the end of my days, everything I create for the stage or the screen or print would have a three-part mantra. One, would have to be entertaining, of course. Two, emotionally true. And three, it has to make a contribution. And by contribution, I mean that it has to contain some social value, however minor. In fact, I told myself that if at each show... I could just slip a life-changing message in one person's pocket while I was entertaining them. It would all be worth it. Just one. When I walked out of that hotel that day, I knew Matt and I would work together somehow. I just had no idea what it would look like, and honestly, I didn't care. Was it serendipity? Or paraphrasing Rumi was what I was seeking, also seeking me. And so, months later, Matt asks me to come to Arizona and perform that same show, Rise. I said yes, without considering where or when. When someone tells me that they want to change the health and well-being of the world, one person at a time, and asks me to participate, I say yes. Now, I didn't always. 
I was stubborn and short-sighted and constantly said no to opportunity after opportunity, not even realizing they were opportunities. Serendipity rarely knocked on my door. I was a one-man band bound by stubbornness. And so when I pulled up to the place that I would be performing in Cottonwood, Arizona, I noticed that it was a Taekwondo studio. Matt had mentioned something about a Taekwondo studio, but I thought they must have a stage or practice in a performing arts center. No, this was a Taekwondo studio in a strip mall in what seemed like the middle of nowhere. And I know what the middle of nowhere looks like because I grew up there. In my case, no stoplights, no fast food, and a bar called Wimpy's. I almost jumped back in my rent-a-car and drove straight to the airport. I would be performing in a Taekwondo studio? And on the actual mat, under bad fluorescent lighting, nobody looks good under fluorescent lighting and with people sitting in folding chairs just feet from me. No, 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 no. I need a theater and lights and sound. I'm an actor. I'm an artist. And the subject matter in this solo show of mine called Rise, subtitled An Impotent Love Story, is very personal and provocative and the audience would be so close. I need separation. I need a fourth wall. And just... As I was about to flee, I heard that serendipitous voice in my head. If you can change the life of one person, then it's worth it. That show turned out to be one of the most profound nights of theater and performance I have ever experienced from Los Angeles to New York, and I have no idea why. All I know is that at some point it became personal and real, and about overcoming obstacles, health, love, body, family, ego, manhood, life. And afterwards, a gentleman walked up to me and said, Thank you so much. I've been dealing with the same issue, but I've been too embarrassed to talk about it, you know, to get help, and now I feel like I can. You've given me hope. Hope. What price can we put on hope? The gift of giving hope to another human being. The detective could answer that question 350,000 lives over through the Make-A-Wish Foundation that he founded. That same detective, Mr. Frank Shankwitz, who just happens to live in Prescott, Arizona, and Matt's father, the professor, Dr. Paul Gersper, and his wife, Frida, who just happened to live in Prescott Valley and just happened to frequent the Palace Saloon. And it just happens that one day the professor and the detective meet at that very saloon. And it just happens that their son, Matt, the businessman, has been contributing to the Make-A-Wish Foundation for over 10 years. And so the professor calls Matt and suggests he meet Frank. They meet. Matt leaves with an idea. Because all four of these men have written books. Books. Or rather, they've all made the decision to write a book, as Matt points out in his blog. A decision to put something into the world in a permanent way that carries risk, the risk of criticism and exposure and of failure and inspiration. Matt's inspiration was propelled by a conversation he had with an old friend over dinner one night that led him to create happy living and write two powerful books on self-improvement, turning inspiration into action, and the belief roadmap. And even this, this, this blog theater, whatever this is. And Dr. Paul Gersper, after finding love letters from his deceased aunt, decides to write a movie novel, Love Letters from the Grave, 
about the power of love. And he writes it at the tender age of 75, proving that it's never too late. And our detective, Mr. Shankwitz, driven by a challenging childhood, a near-death accident, and a chance meeting with a dying little boy, creates the Make-A-Wish Foundation from his kitchen. And then he writes a powerful book about his life and that foundation called Wish Man that's filled with moments of serendipity. And I too have written a book, The Greener the Grass, about my failed attempt to fulfill a childhood dream to be a professional football player and the reckoning I would face when that dream ended. A book, by the way, that would not exist had not I failed. And then years later, on a total whim, been cast as Kilroy in the Tennessee Williams play Camino Real, where I would find what I was looking for, poetic inspiration. So just wondering out loud, which comes first? The serendipity or the decision, the action or the impulse? Can we create it or does it just happen? I'm not sure it matters because honestly, I can't tell you which came first, the chicken or the egg. But I do know that each of these men committed to something, something they felt deeply about, maybe inspired by a serendipitous moment or an accident. But they committed, and once they did, serendipity and luck became their guides. Or as Matt says in his blog, once I commit and go all in, serendipity happens. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blogtheater.